Hello and welcome to Dowdy, the podcast where me, Mariana Feijó, talk to my guests about the concept of bravery, our braveness, even just the moments where folks have been slightly out of their comfort zones. 10. This is episode 10, everyone. 10 people have said yes to recording an episode of Doughty. 10 people have been brave enough to talk about their innermost fears. Or maybe they just wanted a chat in the middle of a pandemic when we're not really able to socialize with people as much as we've been used to. I get that. That's the only reason people are saying yes to me. It's been a tough week. Uh, A lot of things are happening in the world. A second wave might be coming, which means that more people will say yes to to being guests at my podcast. Silver linings, everyone. I have done my first in real life performance. I'm trying not to take it as an example of all in real life performances that are happening right now in the world but it wasn't the most it wasn't the thing that made me feel safest in the last uh few months so like i'm asking all the promoters out there to properly adhere to the rules there is a reason i'm not producing the shows i usually produce and that's because i think there's way more work that needs to go into producing a show at this place in time because you do need to just follow the rules, follow the social distancing wor- rules, follow the sanitization rules. You have people's lives in your hands. I am uh, part of the producing team of a show happening before this podcast is launched. And the experience of that is way more calming because we are doing like everything that we need to do according to the rules and even then there are risks but we're following everything very 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 much to the to the line to the line to the to the rule i think i after a certain time in the day after a long day of work my words disappear and that's when i choose to record intros to the podcast and i just babble and babble and babble I will keep on doing online shows and if you are listening to this on the day it comes out, I am doing an online show tonight. It's called Say My Name. It starts at 7pm. You can probably find details on my social media. Buy a ticket. Join us. I'm going to be talking about my name. I have six names so there's a lot to say about my name. I feel like I should say, considering everything that did happen in the world and in America this past week, that my guest just to be a comedian which is what she is when i've asked for an example of someone who's an example of bravery in her world private or public as i ask all my guests she did remember uh, an actual sincere answer once we stopped recording and i will share it now because uh, it's an example of bravery that i that i'd give as one of my examples of bravery And that's the example of bravery I give to people when they do tell me I'm brave for something and I tell them, no, I'm not. (laughs) People fleeing wars are brave. Refugees are brave. Fleeing from a place where they can no longer live and trying to find peace somewhere else. And that's the example Dahlia thought of after we stopped recording Because she did used to work with refugees, or she still works with refugees. And that will have been her sincere answer to that question. And I felt like sharing it before we start the episode, which is a very fun episode. 
despite it being very informed by the moment we're living in and the fact that currently everything is very uncertain which makes it hard to have fears that are not connected to a pandemic and political situations that are way less than perfect. By the 10th episode you should know by now that all my episodes start with my guest Dalia Malik introducing herself. Hi, I'm Dahlia Malik, and I'm a stand-up comedian and a resident of this crumbling planet. <laughs> Yay, we're all in that together. <laughs> Fun. We have something in common. <laughs> yes. Uh, how would you define bravery? Uh, I guess, I think my, my definition is influenced by me talking to you behind the scenes about that, but <laughs> just panicking that I don't think I've done anything brave, but I suppose anything <laughs> that's outside of your comfort zone or doing something despite how uncomfortable it makes you. I, I just like remember that I usually add stuff to after people people uh, introduce themselves I add stuff how I met yeah. them and stuff like that and I f just forgot to do that because it's 8 30 p.m <laughs> here and it's the end of the day uh, but yeah I thought you were gonna say the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> it's the end of the it's world the and I'm very tired <laughs> <laughs> but we have a friend in common and we've met in Edinburgh at your show which is I'm tying it back to the way you define bravery because it's a show that puts stand-up comedians who are used to being on stage and telling jokes, but it puts them in sort of an uncomfortable place because you keep, for context, for people who are listening, Dahlia hosts a show called The Interruption Show, and the concept is that you interrupt people in the middle of their stand-up sets and ask questions or make comments which for some stand-up comedians is I guess uncomfortable because they're used to just saying they're set yeah. um I actually have had a nightmare that I did my own show because I've never actually done it before <laughs> and I don't think I do very well on it I've always been in the comfortable like hosting <laughs> position where I do the interrupting but I don't know how I would fare if I did <laughs> The other role. <laughs> so yeah, like you put people in uncomfortable positions, but you think you wouldn't be very comfortable, <laughs> which I guess is the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've asked you to think about moments in your life where you have been brave or just slightly out of your comfort zone. Have you <laughs> managed to come up with any? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I realized while I was trying to think about this that I'm a person who lives in constant fear, just in general just generalized fear so so you're just always out of your comfort zone are you always being brave yeah i would say my very existence is brave <laughs> i'm just <laughs> constantly taking precautions sometimes it's rational and sometimes it's not i'm always looking behind me for a murderer <laughs> i guess i guess that's like smart but also maybe just panicky yeah it might be too much <laughs> like all the time Yeah. Um, I drive a pickup truck and whenever I park it on a public street and then come back to it, I check the bed for like a person, which is that's not something that's ever happened to me. I've never found a person in the back of my truck, but I just fabricated this idea that it could happen. And like maybe they're a murderer and maybe they'll like, I don't know, spring up while I'm already on the road and then they'll get me like they do in the horror movies. But I guess it's also like maybe some some something of a child in you because children usually look under their bed before they go to sleep. It's like similar. Yeah, it's kind of just uh, moving through the world as a woman. <laughs> But yes, it is exactly like being a child. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I was actually like, I saw something popped up. I don't know if it was on my Twitter or my Instagram about someone made someone questioned what would you do if for a day there were no men in the world. <laughs> and most people just most women just said, I just run at <laughs> night. I just jog. I'd go for a walk. <laughs> I'll just sit in the in, in the wild <laughs> by myself. It's like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I carry pepper spray on my keychain. Yeah. <laughs> But you never had to use it. I should have used it, but I've never used it. I've had it in my hand, like about to use it. I was followed by a man once, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> but then he went away, so I didn't need it. I mean, I didn't need to use it. Yeah, I did. Like, I, <laughs> I was just trying to... Was I ever followed by a man? Like, actual... Because sometimes you just feel paranoid and then it was nothing. But I was followed by a man, me and my friend, while we were at uni. And we were going to her house and we decided not to go to her house and went to, like, one of the food places because maybe you wouldn't be waiting for us when we came out. <laughs> And he wasn't. We. I don't carry pepper spray. Maybe I should start carrying. Is pepper, it legal over spray. there? I don't think so. I remember that I being an not. issue for me when I lived there. I don't know if it's changed, but uh, it's. I also lived in Egypt for a while, and it's also not legal there. But I. I would. I would like smuggle it in anyway. I would just wrap it in my underwear in my suitcase, and I guess I've gotten away with it every time I've done it. <laughs> I, f I find it odd sometimes what you manage to, to take on a plane because my friend always since like I've, I've known her for yeah, it's uh, horrible to say but I've known her for 25 years <laughs> uh, <laughs> and ever since I've, I've known her she carries like a little pen knife on her it's, it's her keychain it's a little pen knife and she started traveling without even considering that she had a pen knife oh, no. in her <laughs> keychain because it's just been there all the time and It go it it she travels with it. No one sees it. It's just in a case. See now I would be scared to use a knife because then you have to like come really close to the person and they could take it from you and use it against you. This is how my mind works. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more fear. I, I'm with you. <laughs> more fodder I for feel my feel like and I like I don't carry anything to defend myself, but I always feel like that that trick that you see on like the internet as well to put your uh, keys in your like in between your fingers yeah. like you If it was like a knife first i don't think that actually works because keys are blunt so i'm not sure if they will actually pierce anyone's skin or if it will just like hurt really bad i don't know, I don't know. Uh, but also like it has to be they they have to be really close for that to, to be of any use and you don't want them to be that close yeah i can't i can't imagine myself actually carrying that out like I can fantasize about it but I don't think I would actually do it I was on a like I have a friend who's a firefighter and we were all what's the word hired hired that's the word we will were all hired to facilitate some like classes on a corporate day for a company I did like an improv class oh. uh, and then we we were in each other's classes for support he did a self-defense class and all of his thing was about how people react differently some people will Uh, flee some people will just stop in place and do nothing so his thing was that you should know what your reaction is mm. so you can work with it because there's no use in training you to punch someone if your reaction is to stop that is so interesting my my reaction is to like 
try to hurt the person's feelings. <laughs> I, I tend to run my mouth more than anything else. And I realized people in this country carry guns. I can't do that all the time. I have to be careful. <laughs> people are crazy. I think I, I think I said it that already in this podcast, but I do like, I, I do like, I would like to live in the States some, at some point in my life. Uh, but it happens to me a lot when I'm in London and like someone does anything stupid on the street. I insult them. Mm-hmm. And I always f- think to myself, well, if I was in America, I'd probably have been shot now. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I haven't been because I've I've really toned down my road rage over the years. But I um I used to be pretty bad and I've had somebody actually pull a gun on me on the road, like while stuck in traffic. But I was not in the wrong. I wasn't having like a road rage incident. It was him being crazy. But that kind of made me snap into the realization that, oh, there are crazy people who are armed here. I can't, I have to be really careful when I do have my fits of, no, you can't change lanes in front of me. (laughs) So, because that's another consideration. Because like when I think about living in America, I think about living in New York. So I don't think about driving in America. But yeah, like I used to drive a lot in Portugal. And the amount of times I just like insulted people from inside the car or like just done like the um, I don't know what you call it flip them my finger uh, or stuff like that and yeah that that's something that people will be enraged about (laughs) (laughs) I have to get some anger management classes before I even think about moving really lean into my horn like really give it to them for several seconds until it hurts their feelings but I'm trying to Trying to calm that down, because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> did you drive, before driving in America, did you drive, like, a lot in, like, either the UK or Egypt? I drove in Egypt for a bit. Um, That was also very brave of me, because <laughs> it's, uh, traffic is crazy over there. I used to drive in Cairo. That's actually where I learned how to drive stick shift, because here in America, most people drive automatic um, not everyone, but it's just a lot more popular. So um, mm-hmm. I, I've been driving since I was 15, but I learned how to drive manual over there in my 20s. And uh, it's it's weird because you are learning. It's like a new skill, but you're also learning how to drive in a different driving culture. And I'm Egyptian, but I, I, I learned driving here in the States, so I didn't know... Yeah. There are no rules over there. <laughs> there's like there's traditions, but it's really just <laughs> it's everything's just kind of a suggestion. It's not uh <laughs> nothing's enforced really unless unless a police wants to make money off of you uh through bribes, but it's really it's it's just kind of survival. It's just like an adventure every time you go on the street. Yeah. <laughs> How should I choose to drive today? Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I I think that like the craziest place, craziest, not cra- from that sense of like the traffic being a little more ruleless, ruleless and drooly. The the place I've been, two places actually. One was Morocco. I felt like the traffic was very much. There were like little, uh, like the policemen who will tell you where to go, who make signs with their hands. Yeah. I don't know if they have a specific name in English. Uh, they're all everywhere, and it feels like the cars are going into them. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> traffic control, and then, is that like, what they're called? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, traffic control, I guess. And then, like, 
yeah, the other fun par- part is that the taxis are like I went with my family because I went with like my parents, my sister, and two cousins, and we all fit <laughs> into like a Merce- Mercedes Benz because <laughs> the the back seat just goes in, so you can all <laughs> fit further inside the car. <laughs> all of that and like in kind of scary traffic was a fun adventure. <laughs> yeah, they don't really use seatbelts in Egypt either. Um, at least not in the back seat. They they exist, but most people don't use them. <laughs> yeah. I do I am a child of the 80s. I was born in the 80s and my parents there was no seatbelts in the back seats either at the time and my parents to the, this day like resist wearing seatbelts <laughs> which is crazy and they have those cars that will beep oh, yeah. if you are not wearing a seatbelt and sometimes we go like for five minutes and like just 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 put on the seatbelt come on it's like beep 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 it's irritating it's more irritating than wearing a seatbelt yeah that's annoying enough to just make you put it on just to make it stop yeah. <laughs> and also like i was italy in italy in simply in sicily and naples traffic is also a little scary oh i remember yeah i remember cross trying to cross the street over there <laughs> it's a long time ago but yeah it's pretty scary it, i was like it reminded me of egypt actually you just kind of have to throw yourself in front of the moving cars and hope for the best <laughs> uh, scary <laughs> is there like even though you're afraid all the time uh is there <laughs> anything you haven't done for fear or for like lack of bravery oh so many things <laughs> uh <laughs> it's hard to choose just one um i have so many you phobias can t- talk about several <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can't swim and i don't want to learn <laughs> <laughs> because i'm scared of drowning which i guess is ironic um, but I just, I'm very phobic of bodies of water and, um, all those things like jumping off a building. I'm scared of heights, like, uh, bungee jumping and jumping out of a plane, all of that stuff. Forget about it. That's not for me. <laughs> but do, do you get in the water? Like if you go to the sea or is that not even not a, interested? I might go not even to my <laughs> knees. Really, I might get my feet wet if I'm maybe if I feel like if it's like really hot and I'm like okay fine but i also i don't like fish one time i i I was um at the red sea in egypt and uh just went into my knees and something like brushed against my knee and i ran out screaming and there were all these like european tourists just kind of sunbathing around me staring at me like what is this crazy lady doing (laughs) i went to the sea recently and there were like tiny tiny little fish that kept like also bumping against me and it was weird because it was just like itchy not itchy um eh, when you like make people laugh by doing things to them oh tickling <laughs> not remember <laughs> tickling yeah it was ticklish uh, i didn't know by what weird. how you described it but that gesture you did <laughs> yeah <laughs> making people laugh by doing things to them i like that <laughs> that could really be anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be <laughs> That's how I describe my stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just tickling people with your yes. words. <laughs> and you said jumping off stuff and being afraid of 
heights. I'm also like afraid of heights, but I I feel that's why I asked if you did go into water because I feel like I put myself in. I'm very scared of things, <laughs> but I put myself in scary scary places at times. Like I I've I've mentioned my firefighter friend and I already and I don't know if I've mentioned this in another podcast, but I went down a fire station pole the other oh, day. Oh wow! <laughs> and it was ridiculous because I went with like two other friends and one of them was the one who has asked our friend to let us do it uh who which is he's not allowed but my two other friends went like okay cool this is normal this is something i do every day and they just went down the pole and i like i it was ridiculous like i used to be super ashamed of my fears and then i wouldn't do stuff but now like i'm still ashamed and it's like i was filled with with shame for hesitating <laughs> but i still went and did it <laughs> but yeah it took me i don't know uh how many attempts to just leave my last foot that was on the floor to just take it off the floor <laughs> to go down the pole this is off topic but I, i know a lot of people have fear of public speaking and you know i used to have a lot of stage fright when i started stand up but i think that's gone now so i i kind of wonder what the difference is between what you consider brave yourself and what other people might consider brave because i don't even think about it anymore it doesn't bother me i'm kind of i've bombed so many times in public that it's it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't phase me anymore so yeah i i feel i that's true and maybe but maybe when you started doing it you didn't even even though you were you had stage fright you didn't prob i don't know i'm putting uh words in your <laughs> mouth but maybe you didn't think it was brave to do it you just wanted to do it i don't know oh i don't know my first time on stage was it was like experiencing trauma like i i couldn't remember anything after i did it i was i like blacked out it was terrifying to me and it was just a small room of supportive people but it was i, I don't know it it took years before i got over that <laughs> Why did you keep doing it? <laughs> well, I'm not smart. <laughs> uh, I I think I got carried away. I don't know. I it I don't have I don't have a good excuse for myself. <laughs> I did used to because like before I started doing comedy, I was a scientist and I had to do presentations in public and I hated yeah. it. I fully hated it. And I still get nervous when I go on stage now with stand up, but I don't hate it. So that <laughs> I think there's a difference there. <laughs> yeah, I I used to um I I did a PhD program so I had to present my research at a lot of conferences and I had to teach and I was just starting stand up during that time. So I felt like the stand up helped because I'd be terrified when I'd be doing these presentations and I think the stand up helped. But I think I would still today be nervous about that because I'm talking about something that I think I know. So people can ask me questions and find out how stupid I am. <laughs> so it's different. It's like yeah. they're they're picking your brain in a way or you're trying to demonstrate your competence. But with stand up, it's just kind of I'm an idiot and I can say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it. I think like the needing to know what you're talking about is part of <laughs> what makes uh, presentations in like scientific fields uh, hard <laughs> but also you should you should be confident that and I'm I wasn't but you should yeah. be confident that you know about the thing you the thing you've been researching for 
pay your market. Yeah. So, I mean, it's okay uh, if someone asks you a question that you don't know the answer to. It's okay to to not know, but it's still terrifying. <laughs> Cause it's like, I, I just, yeah. my fear was what if someone asked me something that I really should know? And it's like something that I overlooked, I guess, something obvious. Cause, yeah. Cause that can yeah. That's, <laughs> I wouldn't put, pe- put that past myself. So. <laughs> I did go back to the place where I've done my master's here in London to do comedy. Oh, and that was interesting because uh, they had like a uh, uh, International Women's Day celebration. And I, d- I can't even remember why I was involved in it or I was booked for it. But I know like they booked me as a comedian. And part of it was, oh, you did your master's here. So <laughs> and you're an international back. woman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I tried to make like jokes about my time there. Uh, and I don't know if they were very successful. <laughs> And also for the first time after three years or four years, I um, talked to my coordinator for my master's. Uh, and it was very weird because he knew I was performing, but he didn't come to see <laughs> me perform. <laughs> but then the, the organizer of the comedy bit uh, was, oh, do you want to come and talk to him? Because... I mean, you're here, you might as well. And I, sure, I will go. And it was very <laughs> awkward. Yeah, you do the comedy now. Ah, good. You're no longer researching a cure for cancer. <laughs> good. So were you you're doing more your confident time? doing that or doing like your your presentations and stuff? Oh, I was more comfortable doing the comedy bit because I think part of it is that there's no, not as many stakes. Mm-hmm. And like I was hired for that with like a set fee and I didn't want to see my set before <laughs> that so if it went horribly wrong it was their fault because they didn't do the due diligence of knowing if I was funny or not oh I like that so much so if I'm not funny it's your fault I love that <laughs> I like I produce shows and it depends on the level of the show because sometimes they're open mics sometimes they're a little more curated stuff and yeah, if it's more curated, I will check if the person is uh, fit for the job. <laughs> and then, of course, you can you may be unfunny uh, after being funny a thousand times. So that can always happen. Oh, no. Nothing's guaranteed. <laughs> is there anything coming up in your life in like the near future or the more far, far away future in which you have to be really brave besides just going out to the streets? <laughs> I mean this is a really it sounds cliche but this is a really uncertain time so I I don't know what's gonna happen especially after this election like we've been on lockdown for what six or seven months now I don't know how long it's been and there's no end in sight and I'm gonna have to at some point make a decision about how whatever's left of my future is gonna go (laughs) so I don't know if that's I don't know what that's going to be. So it's kind of just the fear of the unknown. (laughs) That's very, very not specific, but. (laughs) But it's, I think it's, it's very relatable because I feel like everyone, like with different, I guess, uh, levels, because I'd say it's like America right now is scarier uh, than other places. Also, the UK probably is scarier than Portugal, and I'm choosing to stay in the UK, so I don't know <laughs> if I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 
everyone is fearing the unknown right now because yeah we don't know what, how long this is la- is going to last and if there yeah there was like a Lancet um, article today saying the Russian vaccine is good so who knows maybe there's a vaccine maybe uh, <laughs> I hope I hope it works and then like half the battle in this country is going to be trying to get people to actually take it and believe that it works oh yeah <laughs> that's like but. Yeah, that's one of the funny things about living in between places because I like I have so many friends in America and like I'm from Portugal my family is there uh, and I live in the UK and it's interesting to me to see I think like Portugal is dealing with it a little a little better but like the UK and America if you take the um, the fact that America doesn't have a national health system the rest like the measures um the way that uh it's all very uh not specific if you should wear a mask or if you shouldn't wear a mask the number of people who don't want to wear a mask here the number of people who wear a mask under their noses or on their chins <laughs> it's kind of similar and i i find it amusing when i see like americans say oh it's so much better in the uk slightly <laughs> better because there's a lot of crazy people here as well and then in Portugal, people say, oh, we're terrible. Every, all the measures are horrible. And I'm like, no, no, they're not. You're doing so well. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where the best place to be right now is on this crumbling planet. <laughs> exactly. That's how, we, how you started. I've, the, the, I've really idealized New Zealand. C- like, I, I wish I was over oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand does seem to be like the place. <laughs> I feel like Germany is also doing well, but I don't speak German. <laughs> I forgot about them because <laughs> it, it felt like at the beginning of this, uh, Western Europe was hit really hard. And I, I just kind of, they're not on my radar anymore because things shifted to be like, this is the worst country to be in. Like, remember when Italy had it bad? <laughs> that oh, feels yeah. like it was 83 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Yeah, the time 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 <laughs> measurement has changed yeah. massively <laughs> in these past six months. <laughs> We're in September. What? Um, you did get like uh, to, I don't know if it was at the beginning of the pandemic because again time. <laughs> yeah. But you have a a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> was that a a scary thing to do? A, a brave thing to do to care for a life? It was a stupid <laughs> thing to do. Um, <laughs> I. I forgot what date we officially went on lockdown here, but I stopped going out a few days earlier and then um, I just couldn't handle it. I was panicking and I think it was March 22nd. I think that's the day I was like looking for dogs. I had been looking for dogs for a while and um, that was the day that I got him. So I, it, I didn't make it far into this pandemic before I made this like panic purchase. I've always wanted a dog, but I wanted it to be like when my life was more in order so that I could, you know, have a yard and money. (laughs) Um, But I was like, this is a sinking ship. So I should have a dog next to me. (laughs) I I think that's like a very smart decision because like I feel all through the pandemic, I've, I haven't like, I've hugged a person. I've, again, I've said this in the podcast before, but I've, hugged a person before lockdown which here was also like somewhere sometime in March I can't remember 20 something of March as well (laughs) and then I hugged a person a month ago maybe 
which I shouldn't because it was probably illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the, the the only human contact I had, like physical contact I had. And I feel like I'd love to have a little kitten. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a, a pet really helps with that, especially mine is really needy and that just takes all my attention. So it's annoying, but it makes the time pass and it keeps me from reading the news so it has its advantages i basically just i was i know i was gonna get a dog eventually but i sped up my timeline and it was a very unwise decision that i regret every day but uh, but i love him and he's cute (laughs) he's very cute i've seen pictures is there someone like real or fictional from your own life or like famous that you have as an example of bravery hmm. i have to think about that i like to like put this question like under the radar because <laughs> i think it's cool to know what the first what's the first thing people come up with that's a difficult question like a celebrity or just anybody it can be anybody somebody who's brave i mean the president of this country is very brave um <laughs> he's he's really just taken on a tremendous task and he's He's done a, a, huge, a great, huge. great job every step of the way um, with absolutely no help from his father. And um, I really admire that. <laughs> I, I can't think of a sincere answer. <laughs> it is somewhat to admire, Joe, that, uh, yeah, because we were saying like how worried about speaking public we once (laughs) were and how uh, afraid of saying things that were a mistake (laughs) we were (laughs) he has no 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 such fear he's really good at public speaking he's a really good speaker (laughs) isn't that what people said about hitler they were like yeah he was a terrible dictator but he was a really good speaker He also, like, he was a vegetarian, (laughs) right, and made drawings, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Donald Trump has very good comedic timing. (laughs) That's the hill I'm going to choose to die on. (laughs) You don't want to fit in a sincere uh, answer. (laughs) (laughs) I've just completely blanked. (laughs) Someone who's brave. I have to go back to think of what I said my definition was. Somebody who goes out of their comfort zone. I feel like if I call someone brave, it's almost like an insult. It's like, oh, it's so brave of you to, to be yourself. That's something we've gone into in this podcast as well. Because sometimes when people do t- tell you or me or my guest that they're brave, it's, it's for things that you think, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wearing a bikini. I'm not brave. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's so brave that you look like yourself and exist. (laughs) We're like on the at the end of this podcast, and the last thing I ask my guests is if they have any plugs. (laughs) And this this will come out on the twenty third of September. In case you have any like time 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 stamped plug, twenty third. Okay. I think just interruption show. Um, I'm running that on Twitch every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash interruption show until we get real life back, if that ever happens. 
<laughs> it's like it's a weird thing to have to like uh, uh, bookend your conversations <laughs> with like yeah m- one day uh, maybe yeah it's <laughs> have you fully been inside the house this o- whole time like you go out for walks and stuff like that but mostly no interaction with people yeah it's kind of just my boyfriend and i like i see him mostly on the weekends because he still works he's essential um but uh he's essential. I, li- I like <laughs> he's essential <laughs> um but i don't know honestly things kind of are opening up here even though absolutely nothing has changed or improved so if you wanted to do things you could i'm just afraid to or i think it's unwise that's not an un- irrational fear i think it's unwise to do that right now but um I'm hearing about comedy shows that are happening now. Like you can go do a show. <laughs> so yeah, it's all happening. It's, it's just true. kind I of think... up to you whether you're willing to take the risk. Yeah, but yeah, I'm mostly in. It's true. I order my groceries. I have them delivered. I pretty much just take my dog for walks and hide inside. <laughs> so you'd say that uh, as fa- as far as fear goes, uh, you're 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 living through a less. Uh, Yeah, so less stressful time because you have less of the fears that you usually would have, like the man inside your pickup truck or someone jumping from a bush. Now I just have to worry about somebody coughing near me um, or somebody breathing near me without a mask. But I, I think that's something we should all be afraid of. <laughs> I just, no one in my neighborhood is. Nobody's afraid of it. It's, they're, they're acting like it's not happening. Thank you so much for accepting to be a guest <laughs> at my podcast. <laughs> Sorry to end on such a sour note. <laughs> I think, like, I think because I, I agree with that note. Like, I've been in the in the tube twice in like the last month, maybe, and after like for the first time in these six months, and people are wear are wearing the masks. They're either not wearing a mask or wearing it under their noses or on their chins and then they go out of the tube into the platform and they put it on and it's like <laughs> what are you thinking yeah people in my neighborhood take their mask off to have a conversation and it just it makes my brain yeah. bleed <laughs> i did like see someone as well tweet i li- because we're living on the internet a lot so i my 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 feel for the world is from other people's tweets uh tweet that they saw someone take their mask off to sneeze or cough or something like that and that that made them realize that we were all going yeah. to die and i think yeah because like that's wh- why you're wearing a mask i made somebody yeah. like i i i didn't make her but i inspired her to put her mask on because I sneezed inside my mask and then I was just <laughs> sniffing. It was definitely allergies, but I just had like this disgusting like every few seconds and she saw me and then like immediately dug her mask out of her purse and put it on. And I was like, ah, I've cracked it. <laughs> this is what I need. To- I just need to just have allergies to- all day. <laughs> just like cough a lot of, uh, around yeah, people. I'm just like, I did feel like noisily sniffing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone suggested that we should start uh, saying nice things about people wearing masks. Like, oh, you look really 
great with that mask. Oh, that's a really nice accessory. Ooh, maybe that will make people want to start wearing masks. I saw a video of somebody on Twitter saying that he um he's gay and he was pretending like uh like wearing a mask improperly is like a gay symbol for like we want to we want to hook up or I want to hook up. <laughs> and so he was like like do you oh do you want to go like he <laughs> he just approached some guy who wasn't wearing a mask like like he was accepting his offer ah. and he's like oh sorry it's just that in my community when you wear your mask like that it means you're gay so he's he's also cracked it <laughs> yeah that's a great idea i guess like the only problem of that is if the person you're doing that to will say yeah let's go yeah they might like, actually be gay no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Now that we've said said a few ideas for people like to go out there and make like try to in- incentivize other people to wear masks, <laughs> thank you for being a guest in my Thanks podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at, at Marianne's Beats on Twitter and Instagram for all dowdy updates. As all podcasts will tell you, all rates and reviews will be super welcome. And do share the podcast with your friends or on your socials. Hashtag DowdyPod. I would also like to know your pics of people who, to you, are examples of bravery. Share them on your reviews or tweet them at me. Huge, huge thank you to Champagne for the podcast jingle and a bunch of other things that are on podcast related. If you've enjoyed listening to Dowdy, have some spare to give, and would like to support me and help me improve on my tech and skills, all tips are welcome through PayPal and Coffee on at Mariana's Beats. I've been Mariana Pejo. Until next week.